Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Brent Gove, and I have my illustrious co-host, Mr. Eric Lofholm. Eric, great to have you here today. Hey, Brent. I'm excited to be here, as always. And, uh, you know, it's got a, a, a really a market out there that that's, uh, that's bringing out the best in people. And we're going to talk today about action and mindset for this market. And I know you've been through market cycles, you know, a number of times in your career. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the current market and, you know, what should agents be thinking and what should their actions be? Absolutely. Yeah. This is my third market cycle. I got in mid nineties and you could buy any home in Northern California. If you had a job and about 500 bucks, you could get a four bedroom, three bath home with granite counters and a pool and a three car garage. Can you believe that? Employment and 500 bucks. They were all boarded up. You had to pull the boards off, call a handyman, kind of get it up and going. But that was a, a tough time. And then, of course, the big uh, real estate crash, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11. And now this, this correction where interest rates are up. And uh, I think people need to know this. There's there's like seasons of life. You got spring, everything's exciting. The birds are out, the flowers are out, the sunsets are incredible. And then you got summer, it's hot, you know, but you're doing the hot work with the tractor and you're plowing the fields and you get the fall, man, the fall harvest. You harvest, it's a party, you bring in the crops, life is good, it's still good. Winter though, winter's the time that nobody likes you know people like spring they like summer they like the fall but winter when it's 40 below zero with the wind chill and and uh you know the skies are dark and things look ominous i mean some people like winter most don't i think what everyone needs to realize out there is we are in winter right now it's not coming it is here interest rates have gone up they're gonna have one more rate hike this year and, um, you know, interesting, Eric, we just saw the closings for Sacramento, Northern California, and California leads the nation. The nation leads the world. When Sacramento booms, eventually the nation catches on and booms. And when California corrects, eventually the nation catches on and it corrects. California has set the trend for real estate in the U.S. for the past 80 years, for the most part. And right now we are at, um, in the past 22 years, we're at an all-time record of low closings. Like we closed more homes in the 2008, 9, 10, 11 crash than we are right now. We're, we're under that amount. Now, home prices are holding. Back then, the prices went down. The, the market fell apart. Here, the, the, there's such low inventory that prices are adjusting. Some of them are coming down a little bit, especially in the higher end. But for the most part, it's hanging tight, but we're seeing this nationwide. And so what, what I want everyone to know on today's podcast is to realize you're in winter and you, you're going to have to buckle up and you're going to have to like throw your, your shoulders out, put your chest out and, and go, you're not so tough. And you're going to have to realize the season you are in. This is not springtime, summertime, or fall, fun, easy, this, that. It's time to fight. And I think if you realize that tough times never last, but tough people do. You're going to get through this. And Eric, you made a point before the podcast 
about what? I want you to share that point about how positioning yourself. I, I want you to share that because it's beautiful. And and I don't want to steal your thunder. You made the point. I'm like, he's right. So take it away. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a pent up demand. So there's people that are sitting on the sidelines right now that want to sell, and there's people that are sitting on the sidelines that want to buy. And so once that pent up demand gets released, there's going to be all this flurry of activity. And so here's the question: Are you positioning yourself? For your sphere of influence, your network of people. So when they're when that pent up demand releases and they're ready to go, that you're in first position, they're going to be contacting you. I remember the day that I decided to move to um, Rockland, California, Brent. Years ago, I was in San Diego, and my wife and I were at the pool with with the kids, and uh, we just got to talking about. I said, "If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live?" And she goes, "Rockland, California." That was it. That morning. That night, Brent, we had a real estate agent in our home and we listed. Wow. That quick. So if you prospect me the day before, are you looking to buy or sell the next six months? No. What in on the radar? And so, but what happened was that agent had been prospecting us. And so when we thought about selling, we thought of them and I called them up. Hey, do you want to come over and do a listing presentation? Because we're, we're probably going to sell. So time out. So the week before it's a no, the next week it's a Yes. It's a flat no, not even, not, not even on the, I got a business here. I got my employees. I'm not moving. But when my wife said, if we could live anywhere, where do you want to live? Rockland. I was like, well, shoot, why are we living here then? If, if you'd rather be in Rockland, and we, we put our house in the market. Nine days later, the property sold. And then 70 days later, whenever the thing closed, we, we ended up moving to Rockland. And so then when we moved to Rockland, the real estate agent, I had, I actually worked for an agent in the, um, in the 1980s, Tom Conway. I used to work for Tom, and so oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, I used to work for Tom. Do call it on expireds and for sale by owners. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. and so um, he was the only agent I knew. So I called up Tom. Hey, can you help me? And and he's like, Yeah, of course I can. And he referred me to his buyer's agent. So those two agents got the business when we were ready to go, and so that's going to happen. And this is the time to go out and and do all the prospecting, just like the market's great because shoot, you could have a month and, you know, do five to 10 transactions, get them all lined up in one month. If you're putting forth the effort now. And the other thing about a market like this, I can speak from my own experience that my toughest times are where I became my most resilient. Ooh, I like it. You know? And so they weren't fun times, but you know, I'm battle tested. You find out what you're made of. You're metal. Yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of times in my life where things got tough, really tough, you know, and yeah. uh, one of them went through a short sale at one point and, you know, had family had to move and, and we got, we got tougher, you know, from that experience. And so, you know, our, our thoughts are where we put them. And if we yeah. put our thoughts on challenge and struggle and this and that, or if we put our thoughts on how can I win in this market, despite what's occurring, how can I win? And that's, I mean, Brent, that's why we have coaches. That's why we go all the seminars we do to, so we know how to keep our thoughts, you know, when times get tough yeah. and um, and we can focus on finding the, the lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an agent, she sold five homes in a month and made like $50,000 in a month. And it was like, oh my gosh, she sold five homes in a month. She'd been pounding away January, February, March. 
And I think in April, she sold like five homes. So the truth is she sold five homes in four months, right? But she's pounding, 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 nothing, 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 pounding, pounding, nothing, nothing else. And boom. And and that's how this market is. And so, um, you know, I think number one, start with gratitude. Fear can't live with, if you're grateful that fear can't be in the presence of, of gratitude. So if there's any anxiety, like if you're experiencing anxiety right now and fear, I want you to stop, take a big breath and take inventory. Hey, do you have your health? Do you have cancer? Are you, you know, do you have your legs? Do you have your extremities? You know, how, uh, you know, what, what can you be grateful for? Family, friends, neighbors, um, the weather. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Really take some time. And thank God for what you can thank him for. Just really work on that, the gratitude. And all of a sudden your anxiety and your fear leaves you. So that's number one. Do you agree with that concept of really practicing? Like, do we love grateful people and kind love? Yes, we do. But thoughts on that, Eric? Yeah, well, fear and faith can't coexist. So we can't be grateful and be in, in, in anxiety at the same moment. And that's why what we're focusing on is so important. So if you're feeling anxious, go to a place of gratitude. And from that place, now you go out prospect. Now you go out and have your thinking from that place of gratitude. And so that's, that's powerful. Straight on. And then, and then you, you, you come up with a game plan and you execute. Um, execution trumps strategy every day of the week. I mean, you can have all the strategy you want, all the game plans you want, but you get to get out there and do something. Now, I think, Eric, and I'd like your opinion on this. I think a lot of people are going to do it. Well, what would I say? What, what would I say if I were to door knock 50 homes every day, 200 Monday through Friday, that's 50 a day times five, that's 250. It's a thousand homes. I promise you, if you go do that, you know, now I, I didn't want to go to the door, so I didn't do it, but I know. Um, Michael Soares, which was a big star in real estate in Sacramento, like Tom Conway was. You mentioned Tom. Mm -hmm. These guys, Michael Soares had an MBA from Stanford. He went door to door. And I've never even done that. I'm like, I don't want to go door to door. I just don't. I used to go door to door washing windows. I know what it's like to go door to door. And I didn't want to do it. He lives in an 8,000 square foot home and bought an extra two acres in our best community and filled it with eight exotic cars because he went door to door with an MBA from Stanford. So get over yourself. You do what you have to do for your family. But like, well, if I called the expireds, you mentioned you called the expireds and the, the uh, FISBOs for sale by owners, FISBOs and expireds for Tom Conway. By the way, Tom Conway went on to live in a 7,000 square foot home in Los Lagos, one of the best communities Sacramento's ever built. Very big star in real estate. But, you know, so the point is when you do what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, whether you feel like it or not. And I'm sorry if you've never played ping pong, you're not going to be very good when you start. But if you play every day for the next 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to be awesome. So I realized that you may, I'm going to say it, you may suck right now at open houses. But when you've done as many as I've done, I'm really great. I can go to any city anywhere in America and pick up clients and make sales like weekly through open houses, but I paid the price. Like, I don't know how to get people there. I'm not sure what to say to them. I totally do. And it was through trial and error. It was a baptism by fire. And so the key forward is failure and the fail with velocity. The more you fail, the sooner you learn what works and what doesn't you do more of what does than what doesn't. And so you can't learn if you stay in your head. That's why Tony Robbins says, if you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your head, you're dead. Get out there and say something, but I don't want to say something stupid. I want to look bad. You're not hungry enough. Eric, how many times have you said stupid things, you know, and you, you did it wrong, but if we, if we hang in there and do it enough, all of a sudden we're like, 
you kind of know what to say, when to say it. You kind of, you get better, but you got there through failure. And, and people are so worried about saving face and how they look. And I don't want to make a fool of myself. Listen to me. You may have to make a fool of yourself for a short time, weeks, maybe a month or two or three, but maybe just a week or two. But do it. Thoughts on that, Eric, on progress well, before. When perfection. times are tough, you, you got to dig deep. And so we, we can't really be in that space of, well, I'm not going to door knock or call Fizbo's or I'm not going to do this because I don't know what to say. Like, I, I understand that. But it's kind of like this, Brent. When the baby's born and now I'm a dad, I can't make, well, I can't figure it out. It's like, you got to figure it out. There, you don't no have a choice. <laughs> you're a mom or you're a dad. And so you got to make it happen. And so if you're if your skill set's lacking, you know, the good news is there's best practices and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, there's you there's go to so YouTube and Google how to call expireds, how to call for sale by owners, how to do an open house, how to list Fizbos for sale by owners, how to go to you and just type in there and you'll go, this guy's horrible. This one, oh, this gal, she's amazing. Oh, this guy, he's amazing. And then watch it a hundred times, write down notes and improve. I love what you said, man. I, by the way, I remember driving home from Enlo Hospital on the Esplanade in Chico, California with our first baby, thinking everybody's driving way too fast. And I can't believe they're letting us take the baby home from because little tiny infant baby in a car seat, little tiny nothing. And you're driving home thinking, why are they letting us take this baby home? Like, we are not qualified to do this. I was so freaked out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. My wife's like, I don't know. I remember the first time that baby was going, little baby that they felt like they're going to die. I looked at my wife. I, I was scared to death. I go, do something. And, and I, I didn't know. I thought she was dying right there. And then my wife goes, you do something. Like neither one of us knew what to do. Then the baby went burp. And I'm like, oh, baby was just trying to burp. It, it, the baby's not going to die. But so stressful. And and you and that could be your real estate career right now. You're so stressed because you're not doing anything. But by the time you have a second baby, you're not sterilizing everything. You make a bottle, throw it in the corner and say, get it. You know, the first one, everything's so stressful. You're sterilizing this, sterilizing that. Oh my God, the baby's bottle filled. Get a new one. It's probably got dangerous disease on the nipple because it hit the deck. It's a five second rule. Go ahead, Eric, but I know you're dying to chime in. Well, I, I was coaching a guy today. He's brand new to sales and he's doing prospecting over social media. And so he's in action. He's not really making any progress, but he's in action. I said, we're on Zoom. She said, you know, put it up on um, screen share. Let me take a look at what you're what you're saying. And so I was able to coach him because he was in action versus if he wasn't in action. Now the whole conversation is now we got to talk about why you're not in action. So what I always say is I can coach you better when you're in action than when you're not in action. Right. Mm -hmm. And and if, if we are in action and we're not getting the results we want, then maybe we do reach out to our broker or our coach or our colleague or our that's friend that's in real estate. And, and we ask, or we go look at the YouTube videos because we're not getting the results versus just sitting around going, oh, the market sucks. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. You know, if you evaluate risk, the risk of reaching out, prospecting somebody, there is no risk. I mean, yeah, they can say no to you, but it doesn't cost you anything. But the cost of inaction is guaranteed failure. So it's like, okay, I got to like, this is something I said the other day, make your dreams bigger than your fear. Make your dreams bigger than your fear. And this is the, the other piece of this market is that when you go out and 
and you you tough it up and you go out in this market, when the market turns, you have all the growth, right? You're going to have that growth forever. And so I'm grateful for, you know, the toughest times I've had. You know, the good of that was it gave me mental toughness and resiliency. And I'm able to carry that over in other aspects of my life. So I would really encourage all of you, dig deep, go all in on this market. There's a pent up demand. And when this thing turns, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that, you know, I, I put the effort in. The last man standing, the last woman standing. And it's not going to be that bad. I mean, I think, too, you got to realize that that saying, I felt sorry for myself because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. Like, you, you know, you could feel sorry for yourself. Stop. Don't be a victim. Be victorious. And so um, you look at the Great Depression, 1929, 30, 31, 32. I just watched the movie Seabiscuit. There are people who literally could not get work moving uh, wheelbarrows, shoveling cow manure. They couldn't get any income whatsoever. They, nobody would hire them to do anything. And they stood in soup lines. Is that the market we're in? No, it is not. So I want to say this, realize it, it ain't that bad. It ain't that tough. That's why people come here from third world nations. They float over on a raft. They, they, whatever they got to do to get here, but they could become millionaires because they see the opportunity all around them. I, I want to wrap up with a couple of thoughts. Tony Robbins says this. It's so true. Passion is infectious. Um, the vo- the tone of your voice, talk a little quicker, learn to smile when you talk and, and, and look at people and think, I love you. I care about you. Because when you could do that, you could look at them. And, and even someone in an open house or door, I love you. Think it as your wife. I love you. And, and I know it's corny or weird, but the pros do it. I do it. And so when I look at people, I think, I love you. You're amazing. And it's not a romantic love, obviously. But there's the old saying, when people know how much you care, then they care how much you know. Where's tell them what I know. Tell them what I know. You should get solar because of this. You should buy list your home because of this. You should buy this life insurance policy because of this. You should buy this cryptocurrency or stock because of this and here's why and all these things blah 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 and we don't buy why because you haven't connected people with this listen to me you can't fake authenticity you can't and so um you know passion is infectious and energy is the key well that's not like me so what dial it up force yourself to do what you need to do so that you'll live the way people never live i Force myself to be uncomfortable. Your future lies in the realm of being uncomfortable. So as we wrap this up, I'm just going to say this. Come up with a game plan, execute, and do massive action because you'll fail massively in the next two or three days. And you're like, done with that. And by by Friday, you're kicking butt. By Wednesday of next week, you're kicking butt. And then you got the big mo. And everything you touch turns to gold. Or you could have no momentum get on the slow and painful train, going nowhere with nobody. And that is terrible. It's depressing. It's riddled with anxiety. So just go for it. Remember, progress before perfection. Just get out there and do it. Work on it as best you can, but get out there and do it. Massive action. So start talking to 20, 30, 40 people a day. Up your game. And like, I'm not willing to do that. Well, then you just don't want it bad enough and enjoy whatever level of success you're going to have. Anyways, those are my thoughts for today's podcast. Mindset and action in the current market. And when this market turns, and it will turn, like Eric said, pent up demand, it's all there. It's going to bust in six months, a year, year and a half, whatever it is, you'll be sitting there with your arms wide open going, come 
to pop up because you built your database, you made the contacts, Eric's totally right. And then it's going to be like fun, man. So, um, and you can make it fun now. Gratitude, be grateful. And it's going to happen. Back to you, Eric. Thank you all for being our great listeners. I always encourage you to listen to the podcast more than once to put the best ideas into your subconscious mind and share the podcast with your team and your organization so they can get these great ideas as well. We look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe and it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually gonna notify you and you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at eXp. Now don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.